Welcome back, my friends, to the final episode of Season 2 of the Kindness Rebellion. In this episode, I spoke with Michael Plischke, the creator of Communivate, a socio-collaborative platform meant to bring together like-minded individuals who want to use their passion and creativity to change the world, especially in their own communities, which is the biggest reason why I wanted to have Michael on this uh on this episode, but specifically as the final episode of this season to really cap off this theme of community and developing community and developing community action because Communivate uh, enables us to do that. So this was a really amazing conversation. It's really cool to hear some of the things that Michael's been doing uh, because, you know, he, he designed this app to help bring like-minded uh, change makers into a shared space and he kind of found himself feeling like, well, I also need to be the change maker. I need to be out doing, going out and doing stuff. Um, and so we hear about some of the things that he's been doing in his own community and just the amazing impact that it has had on him so far. And make sure to stick around to the very end of this episode where I share the, uh, the change that I have made in my community and shared on the Communivate app. It's a... Uh, it's I won't spoil it just make sure to watch to the end so you can see it uh, thank you so much for being here and without further ado let's jump right in this is a podcast about rejecting tyranny and oppression by cultivating both systemic and individual change I believe the only way to create this kind of monumental change is to inspire understanding love and kindness from there we can work to embody these essential values in our cultural systems and in our individual lives my hope is that by effectively communicating with anyone and everyone, we can establish a shared vision for humanity and explore new ways of living to build a better world for all of us. I'm your host, Nathan Jones, and this is The Kindness Rebellion. Michael, thank you so much for coming on to the Kindness Rebellion, man. It has been a long time coming. Honestly, uh, I was I was just thinking like a little while back. I'm like, why the fuck haven't I invited Michael onto this podcast? <laughs> Especially where season two has been like solely focused on building up community and developing community and what that all means. And uh, and I'm just sitting there racking my brain. And I'm like, of course, I need to reach out to Michael, the fucking creator of Communivate. So yes. thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for being on here. Well, thank you for having me, and I'm I'm excited to be here. Um, I've got lots of energy right now, running on on an adrenaline spike, so I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Perfect. Ask me questions. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> we'll let's get started right off the bat. I mean, like, let's give a let's give the listeners a bit of a context, and uh, and why don't you explain your app, Communivate, and and why you built it? Like, what 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 was the what was the need that you felt needed to be served with Communivate? Um, absolutely. Um, hopefully I can kind of delve a bit into my backstory here as well and just uh, Go for it. talk a bit about like why I built Communivate in more context. Um, so uh, my background um, from a few years back is I, I was an engineering student. I was uh, spe specializing in materials engineering actually, and uh, which is very different than app building, but we'll, we'll get into that in a sec. Um, so I was very passionate uh, at that time, and I still am very passionate about making uh, a huge impact on the world in a positive way. And that's something that uh, I've, I've really always been passionate about since I was younger. <clears throat> um, but uh, experiences that I had um, like two or three years into my degree, 
um, it, through co-op jobs um, in big industry and um, kind of experiences that I've had uh, trying to self-organize uh, with, with working groups to get people to kind of engage and uh, just uh, kind of go beyond uh, what is provided in, uh, in a curricular sense at, at school. Um, and experiences with the difficulties in trying to create change both in big business and create change uh, on my own in school, like with, with limited time, limited resources, uh, compelled me to create the Communivate application. Um, and so the Communivate application is essentially a socio-collaborative tool, and I'll get into that description in a second, um, to help activists or people who want to change the world to network, collaborate, and then take action at uh, increasing levels of scale. Um, so that could be taking action at a community level, um, at a state or provincial level, and then country or the world, like taking it as far as you want to go. Uh, because the things that, uh, the, the difficulties that I've encountered in just starting something and just uh, challenging current systems, uh, I've, just, I've just found everything so difficult to kind of pursue uh, on your own. Uh, as someone without any kind of knowledge resources or, or just uh, general ability to, to do so. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I, I created Communivate to uh, help people change the world. And as I said earlier, it's through networking, collaboration, and taking action. So I take the best parts of social media, which is the socio part of the socio collaborative. And then I take the best parts of kind of apps like uh, Slack or, or Signal even, or just whatever kind of group applications, Discord, uh, and kind of put them together so that people can have a space where they can communicate socially and also uh, work together um, through, uh, I guess, direct teams <clears throat> on the application. So that's kind of how Communivate was started. That's um, that's my passion right now is just giving people the chance to um, build an activist community, build a community of people willing and uh, eager to create change in the world and giving them, giving these people the, the tools uh, necessary to do so. Hell yeah. I love it. And just, just from uh, kind of the work that I've done with you and my experience with Communivate itself, it's, it's just so cool to see everything you've accomplished, like straight up on your own that you just developed all, like all on your own, like you said. And, uh, and I'm excited to see that scale and that momentum grow uh, as we keep going. And as you uh, keep adding more things, getting more people to use the app um, and, and just get that, that, uh, that energy and that momentum to start making that active change in our lives. Um, one of the questions that I had from kind of that background story from you is um, as you were in school for your original degree, uh, what did you say it was? It was, uh, it was like type of engineering? Yeah, it was materials engineering, actually. Materials engineering. Did you yeah. already kind of understand the need for systems change and uh, and how we need to totally reorient our economic systems and, and the way we interrelate with each other? Or was that kind of a process that you were starting to see and then led you to build the app? Kind of what, what was the, the transition there? Well, it's actually super interesting to think back on myself in that state because I was an entirely different person um, with an entirely different knowledge base. Like, um, I had absolutely no idea that we needed major systemic reform, um, that things needed to change at such a great scale. Um, I I just really I kind of figured that you could just 
create some kind of like project or some kind of initiative that would like help a lot of people. And maybe that would snowball and help other people. I didn't even think of things in the context of like uh, capitalism and non-capitalism or uh, money and non-monetary kind of systems. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't really uh, a factor for me. I never really been exposed to that way of thinking at that time when I created Communivate. Mm -hmm. So in a way, like my, the process of me like building Communivate and like, uh, getting into the the process of understanding the potential stakeholders for Communivate, uh, it, it brought me down the path of understanding things at a greater scale, understanding things um, in what I would currently say is their proper context. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back then, I, I didn't even really want to make Communivate for activists. It was more just here is a, a space where people can collaborate and work together and find project groups, people with mutual interests to do good things. And I had no kind of like specifications attached to that. There was no, um, like, this is exactly how I want to use the application. I just wanted to um, fill in the gaps uh, for people because I felt that there was lots of gaps for me when I was trying to change the world. I felt like there was lots of things missing and I wanted to create a space where people could have everything that they're missing in that space through the power of community, through the power of mutual collaboration towards shared interests. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it's really actually incredible just looking back at that and seeing how much uh, my perspective has changed and how much the application itself has evolved. Um, and I think uh, even um, part of that was, uh, part of that evolution is when I started building Communivate, I actually had an initial version before the version that's currently out. Like I completely rewrote the application um, and that was, uh, I think part of that, the reason that I did that was because of my kind of increased level of understanding of, uh, the needs that people may have to actually change the world. Hmm. Awesome. That's in, That's interesting that you didn't even have like that, uh, that social perspective, I guess, until much later. Cause like, uh, I mean, obviously that's how we, we got to know each other was like through the moneyless society and kind of, uh, as we both had entered that space of like, no, we need systems change. And we identify like capitalism as the problem and the monetary system specifically and things like that. Um, so what that kind of makes me wonder is, did you just have like a need for community when you decided to develop this app or like, I guess what led you to decide on a focus of community and being able to organize people um, to take action within their communities? What, what kind of drove you to that conclusion? Um, so I'll take like a very particular um, example of, of my, my past experiences. So before Communivate, um, I had a lot of projects on the go. There's a lot of things that I wanted to do, a lot of things I wanted to try. Um, but namely, there was a, an initiative that I started that I wanted to turn into a student club at one point. Um, and it was called Engineering a Better Haiti. Uh, so if, if you didn't already know, I have past experience in um, raising funds for uh, Haitian construction in rural rural villages. Oh, I have a hard time saying rural. Rural. <laughs> rural. <laughs> uh, rural. rural. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I... Uh, I mean, it, it, some of the things I, I did, uh, I wasn't really fully aware of. Like, I think uh, volunteerism, that was kind of like a little bit a part of that. And I mean, I, I did just genuinely want to help. I was like 16 years old at the time. So I had no idea that that was not necessarily the best possible thing you could be doing. Um, but I still feel like it exposed me to kind of a, a lot of interesting uh things, including the culture of Haiti and uh, the needs of Haiti as well. Like I, I got to see firsthand uh, where people were struggling and, and what people needed. And uh, also 
kind of gain some context as to the background of the the problems that a lot of the people there face. <clears throat> so, um, with, with that knowledge and uh, by keeping in contact with uh, some of the some of the guys that I've I've met there, um, one of them was a, a school teacher slash principal for for an elementary school, and the other um, worked with us for a program to. Uh, they basically rented out bikes and then uh, the the rental money was put back and reinvested into the community. Um, so there's uh, kind of two really interesting guys that I worked with there. And uh, they were kind of uh, talking to me about how there's a big issue in Haiti with soil erosion um, kind of affecting agriculture there because everything is so mountainous there. Uh, and uh, the way that farming is done on the mountainous terrain is, is done to a standard set by kind of like Western flatlands. So like you can plant things, uh, kind of in straight lines for miles, uh, when it, when the land is flat. But if you do that, uh, normally on a kind of like a more mountainous terrain, then it'll, uh, allow for erosion because there's nothing to kind of keep the soil in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the roots would be, uh, not, not deep enough to kind of maintain that, um, uh, the kind of agricultural um, integrity, I guess, of the area, the arability, that's the word I was looking for, mm. the arability of the soil. Anyways, uh, kind of getting a bit too technical here, but I was I was trying to build um, some kind of apparatus to um, kind of artificially uh, and temporarily uh, fix the the erosion of the soil while also um, nutrifying the, the plants that were being uh, kind of planted there to make sure that there was enough nutrients and that uh, crops and harvests were full and bountiful. Um, so I, uh, I tried to get people uh, interested in this. Like I had this idea, I had this um, patent pending idea of like a call, something called an erosion control plant pocket. This is just like, it feels like such a long time ago. It's, it's weird. It's like I'm talking about someone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, I, I tried to get people on, on board with what I was doing. I put up flyers all throughout my campus um, and I, I got people to respond. Like people were interested in the idea, um, possibly because they thought I was an official club in which I wanted to be one, but I wasn't an official club. So I, uh, I, I got people interested. I had like a little seminar where I had like 10 people show up, which was pretty cool, actually. Um, six of them stayed, um, but uh, I'd still say that was pretty good. Um, and I had people working on this with me and we were, uh, it, I, I just found it so difficult to kind of get people to actually help with the, the project and not make it something that was like for extra credit. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of the people that were there, they didn't necessarily want to be there just because they were interested in the idea or the, the, the power of the solution. They were there because they just kind of wanted to put something on the resume. Like they were like, oh, I just want to like volunteer and do this or whatever. And so like, though I may have like found some of the right people, a lot of them I don't think were super interested in what I was doing. Um, and they, they just kind of wanted to tag along, uh, not put in so much work and just have it as a, as a resume filler. Um, so at that point, I'd already realized like how difficult it was to just find people with, with shared interests and uh, kind of find a real community in that in those shared interests. Um, to kind of like actually do something meaningful. Um, <clears throat> and uh, maybe this is a little bit off topic or a little bit kind of straying from the, the idea of community here, but there was also um, a, uh, I remember when I was trying to get funding and there was this uh, innovation competition 
going on where a bunch of people submitted their projects or whatever. And I remember just being so upset, not because I didn't secure the funding or win the competition, but because the winner of the competition was a smart fridge, like someone just built a smart fridge and it was like, it was supposed to be about innovation. Right. But like, this was like four or five years ago, five, well, five years ago, smart fridges had already existed. Like these are things that already existed. And like the only reason it won is because someone poured a shit ton of money into a smart fridge and they're like (laughs) into building a smart fridge. And then people were like, Oh yeah, I'd invest in that. It's like, that's not really innovation. Is it like, I don't, Mm -hmm. it was just, uh, I kind of like, had a wider realization of the, how just how difficult it is to do anything um, for mm-hmm. the sake of doing something good. And that's when I realized I needed a community. Um, maybe not in those exact words, but to a certain like fundamental level, like I realized I needed people who had shared interests and passions that were interested in just working with me for the sake of altruism, for the sake of community itself. Um, and that's kind of where that that basis and community started for me, or that desire to have a basis and community started. I like that. That's 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 a it's great to hear that history and kind of that that evolution and everything, especially because like I think when a lot of us uh, think about community, or even if I'm talking with somebody about like we need to build community, they're like, oh, so that's really just like who's who's around you, who's who's immediately around you. That's that's what community is, and and obviously in some sense it is, but. I think what you're tapping into is more concrete. It's it's a group of people that have a shared interest, that have shared goals with you. And so I just absolutely love how Communivate is focused on coalescing people with shared goals to actually to say like, hey, this is what we want to see changed. Now we have the space to work on it, do it and make it happen. Well, that, that's exactly it, right? Like, when like you can't preach community to people and like expect them to just latch on to it. Like it's community can't be artificial. It feels like work if it's artificial. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the opposite of the point. Like a community shouldn't feel like work. It should feel like it, it's something that's taking the burden off your shoulders of the burden of individuality or or like forcing yourself to do something uh, at an individual basis. Like mm-hmm. I I think that's why like you can find the highest levels of community where people have interests. Like if you have like a gaming club or something mm-hmm. like that, like a bunch of people just like going together and like uh, like gaming at each other's houses. I mean that's just friends. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> like something like that or like you have like older folks like uh maybe like older women just like getting together and doing a crochet club um and it's because they're doing things that they enjoy and they can share that enjoyment with others and so community isn't just being together it's about being together and doing things that you want to be doing mm-hmm. um and so that's that's what i think is uh something that i didn't actually fully realize until i started like digging into like how do i build community because i was like I was like slamming my head against my desk. I was like, why do people not want community? I'm telling them that community is good. And I'm like, uh, no, just just join a community. You'll have a great time, I promise. And I was like, wait, I'm, I'm going to try joining a community and see it, see if I enjoy it, whatever, and like do, try doing things and, and whatever else. And I was like, huh, you know, there's some things that I don't actually enjoy doing and I don't really want to be part of this community, but I would like to be part of this community and like do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just found like it was it felt more natural just finding community of uh, where you have shared interests. And I think that's where most people should start. Um, otherwise it becomes a very difficult and per, um, perhaps something that feels like a mental drain. Um, if you try and just join a community that you're of with something that you're not passionate about, or just try and generalize the idea of community. 
Mm, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of the big things that I really wanted to discuss because I've, I've faced a similar issue where I'm like, I'm like, I sort of identify community as this, this answer to, especially as a response to capitalism and hyper individualism, right? And so I see that like any sort of systemic change really needs to be motivated and pushed forward with community. But I've also seen like, why do people not want community? Why do people not want community? And I think you really caught on to it where it's it's that generalization where it's just too general and too vague, right? They're just saying like, just go join a group or something. Um, but I, I'd love to dive further into like, do you think there are other factors that are are causing people to be maybe weary or afraid of community to the point that like they just don't even want to develop it like have you run into that and and seen that perspective and what do you think is uh, uh causing that or affecting that yeah so i can't really speak uh as a professional but like from just from my perspective here um, i think a really big factor in kind of why it feels so difficult to um kind of join or build community or like things, things, things that are just like inhibiting people from kind of like wanting to join community or wanting to be a part of a community um, is largely attributed to just spotter and social media. Um, and uh, I, I understand that Communivate is a social media app, but there's a very big distinction between um, most modern kind of mainstream social media applications and what Communivate aims to achieve. Um, so Mon... Yeah modern mainstream social media applications, uh, they will uh, expect you to use the application passively and they want you to use the application passively because they want people to just sit there and scroll and look at ads. That is their goal. They want people to stay on the application. Um, they don't really want people to interact unless it's going to increase just the overall engagement of the, of the users on the application so that they can stay on the application longer. And what these social media giants have found is that people will respond um, uh, kind of more, uh, what's the term exactly? I guess like when you're engage like, kind of, more. what's that? Like they'll engage more. Yeah, I guess they'll, they'll engage more uh, with the platform when they are either finding things that uh, trigger, like kind of trigger an emotion, a negative emotional response or a very mm -hmm. positive one. And it's a lot easier to trigger a very negative emotional response or a negative emotional responses from people. So that's why like so many social media applications will point you in the directions of conflict. And mm -hmm. so that's just the, the antithesis of building community is if like these, these social media platforms are trying to create conflict and then they're also just trying to make you passively engage with the platform so that you're just mindlessly scrolling. And so you don't really, it, like a lot of people's time are taken up with these social platforms. Um, a lot of people have grown up with these social platforms, like myself included. And what it does is it gives you a false sense of community, I guess. It gives you a false sense of community because you feel like you're engaging with all these different people uh, when you're really not. Like you feel like it's like, oh, look, I'm, in, I'm talking to this person or I'm doing this with this person or I'm planning to do this with this person um, through this through this media tool or or whatever else and sharing events, sharing pictures. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm in their life. No, but you're not really. Um, so, like, basically, modern social media, in my opinion, is just everything bad um, when you kind of boil it down uh, to how it how it impacts community. Um, so it, the difference is with Communivate is it's not really trying to keep you on the app. It's trying to be a tool. Um, so that people can use it to effectively uh, build community in person or 
I mean, it's not necessary that you use it in person, but it's not trying to be an addictive platform. Like we don't show ads through it. Um, I do not condone conflict on the application at all. It's the entire opposite point of what I'm trying to do with the platform. Um, so I think that's a huge one. And that's that's really like why I built Communivate in the first place. Like I wanted it to be a social media platform that was for community building, that was for like positive, like engagement and non-passive engagement. I want people to actually like engage with the application so that they can do things in real life. I want people to feel like they are actually accomplishing something and not just feel like they have to keep scrolling to kind of find keep their interests uh, kind of interested. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I fucking love that. That is amazing. Because I, I think that that was a very a poignant uh, thing to point out because I think you're absolutely right. Like social media really does it create that false sense of community like you're talking about and then just keeps you passive the entire time. And I think that false sense of community is what's like the most pernicious piece of it because, um, you know, I, I will talk to some people who are like, well, I have my community. Like I have my, this like online group that I, that I interact with. And I think that the, the worst part about that, in my opinion, is that you are only interfacing with those people in a very two-dimensional way. Um, not only because you are interfacing through a screen, but also like you only have to show up in one specific way, especially when it's a very like echo chamber like atmosphere, right? Um, you're really just kind of saying, I mean, even like with Moneyless Society, which I really, I do love the this organization, this group, but like even then, like really the only thing we required of each other was to show up and talk shit on the current system. Like that's, that, that's what the whole thing was about. Right. Yeah. But once we started moving further to the point where we needed, um, accountability that became, then it began to like grow what I consider community. And, uh, and I also felt like I, I grew that sense of community with you um, because, you know, when you had this idea for the, the seed bombs, um, oh, which, yeah. dude, fuck yeah. Like when you <laughs> had this idea for the seed bombs, like there were people that could respond and just be like, yeah, that sounds cool. I like that idea where they, all they had to do was just like give their opinion on it. Um, but as soon as I had to like take up accountability and say like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do some like actual work with you on this. Um, it started to develop that real bond. And I, and I do see how Communivate aims to feed that kind of interaction more than a passive scrolling through just an infinite nothingness um, and to drive you towards conflict. So I'm really glad you brought that up because that's a, that's a very, very good point. And then I think um, and then another kind of question that I wanted to tack on to this is um, once people maybe get past that point, like maybe they wake up and they say like, oh, yeah, social media is not creating community. I want to actually create community. Um, and then they try to start building that in their um, in their individual or in their lives in the real world. What are some of the barriers that you are seeing in the real world to creating community? And how do you think Communivate can help? Um, overcome those uh, barriers and be a tool to help people with those. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think that uh, it's really important to like, I think all the listeners here like should consider like, what would they do to build community? And I mean, if you blank, like you're, you're not alone, like no one really knows what they would do to start building community. Like, sure. You could just do a quick Google search and be like, Oh yeah, do this, like do this, do this. But like, that's not really building community. Like you, you can try and it's definitely a good start, but, um, there building community is, is a very complicated thing to do. Like if you, especially if you go into it with the idea that like, 
oh, like I actually want to like build community. Like you have to really create some kind of game plan if you're going to go into it with that mentality. Um, it can happen naturally very easily. Uh, but if you're actually like trying to kind of create community, it's it's a it's a huge process. Um, and I think that a, a big thing that's stopping a lot of people from doing that, first of all, is is people are afraid to take the first step. Uh, so they have like maybe social anxiety. Like that's that's mm-hmm. me, honestly, is I was I was scared to take the first step. Um, sometimes I still am, honestly, like just going out in public is and like trying to communicate with people and just be as friendly as possible and and uh, and whatever else and, and sharing sharing things. And it, it just feels like a lot of work. And I'm not a, I'm not a very social person. Um, an app developer, obviously. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, like, I can, I can get into the the social kind of vibe, but like the transition from leaving my apartment to the outside, it's, it's scary. Um, mm. But once I'm there, I'm having a good time. Uh, so I think that also a lot of people are missing uh, a reason to want to build community. Like maybe you want more friends, but that's not necessarily a, a reason to build community. Um, so I think understanding like, why you should want to build community is a very important first step that people don't really consider. Like people don't really uh, think about even building community because they don't think about why they need it. Uh, Mm. But like, if you go into it with a reason, like maybe you, one of your reasons is is like feel good altruism. Like you just want to help people. Um, Helping people is, is a great way to build community. Um, but like you also got to think of it like uh, maybe there's maybe the reason you want to build community is like you have a uh, or you want to build a social safety net um, so you can get help when you need it. Maybe uh, if you have a disability or something like that, um, that that would be a good reason to kind of build community as well. Um, so I think that uh, those are the, probably the two main things is like uh, that are really stopping people from creating community is like understanding how to do it taking uh, the first step. So like social anxiety, and then also just coming up with a reason for like why they want to build community in the first place. Mm, that's a really good point. I, I think uh, the, the why is, is a huge piece. And then of course, how, um, and I think that uh, one thing I've began to realize is like, um, cause I, I had a similar uh, like process where I was like, I want to build community, even though, like you said, I think community more often, um, like organically grows, I guess. Um, and, and, but I, I kind of went into this, uh, mindset where I'm like, I'm going to develop community. I'm going to build community. What's going to take literally Googled it. And then pretty much all it was talking about was like how to build like a customer base. Like it was like, like as soon as you Google, like how to build community, it's literally like, how do you build an online following really? Um, but as I was kind of, yeah, exactly. And um, what, but as I was like trying to dive deeper and do more research, one of the things that um, I was realizing is like, well, in order to build community, you have to know what pieces of community you've experienced that you want to continue like replicating and developing and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what are kind of the next question that I had for you is I wanted to understand what are some of the experiences of community that you've had that um, – that you are trying to replicate, that you're trying to identify and bring into a space that you can like nurture and help grow. Um, yeah. Uh, what are some examples or experiences that you've had? Cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question that I'm only semi-prepared for um, because I, I think that uh, maybe for the last few months, actually, I've been doing community building, not wrong, but I haven't been starting with 
what exactly my interests are kind of on a more fundamental level and then bringing people into that. Um, I just went ahead and like, uh, as you know, I've been putting out like flyers to kind of get uh, to, to get offer odd job services for free to people who need it uh, throughout my community. Um, and uh, that's kind of just been my, what my community focus has been like, it's really, honestly, it's difficult. You know, what? another thing to create community, you need time. And like people don't have time. I don't have time to do that. Like, it, it just feels like work, even if it is something that I'm, I'm passionate about, like working with people and like hopping on a video chat or, or a call with someone random I met in the streets. That's like, oh, hey, like I, I like uh, I'm interested in what you do or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, that sounds great. And I'm like. Yes, I, I do want to talk to this person, but it just feels like so much effort on top of like my my nine to five, my mm-hmm. like chores around the house, like whatever else I'm doing. And it's just hard to find the time to really like enjoy life and build community through enjoying life. So, I mean, I just took it like kind of like to the next level where I was just like, I just want to help as many people as possible in a short amount of a period of time as possible um, and do as much I, as I can for people. Um, so some of the things that I, I've been doing uh, around my neighborhood is uh, I, I've been sharing garden tools. I've walked service dogs quite a few times. Actually, I'm on a regular schedule. Um, I help my uh, my disabled neighbor walk walk their service dogs every Wednesday. Um, I've helped people with the gardens. Like I'm a landscaper by trade as well as an app developer. So I have a fair bit of experience there and access to tools. So that's a, a big help for a lot of people. Um, and I think one of the most uh, impactful things that I've done actually is uh, I was moving furniture for this uh, older woman. And uh, this is, again, a little bit off topic, uh, but <laughs> um, this uh, this older woman is just like needed help moving some of her like appliances around so that she could clean behind them. And like when I got there, I was like, do you not want me to clean behind them? And she's like, no, no, it's OK. Like, I just need you to move them. Normally my son would do this. Um, and then it got a bit darker and she was talking about how her son has like recurrent cancer and normally he'd be there to help her, but, uh, he's, uh, kind of going through that. And it's just, uh, I, I, I think I've found like my place, like this is what I enjoy is helping people and like helping people doing these little things. Like when I can just, it feels so good to do like so much through so little for people. Like it really doesn't take much to do. To, to really change someone, change someone's day, change someone's week, their month, uh, maybe even their life, right? Like uh, there's a, like, I, I remember uh, I, I got a text from this woman actually just recently and she reached out and she was just like, oh, uh, thank you again so much. Like, I'm just thinking, I was just thinking about like uh, how you came by and I'm like, I hope you're doing well. And it's like, oh, like, I hope you're, hope you're doing well as well. Like it, I just, I really love helping people. And I guess that really is a passion of mine. And it's really, it's really great to kind of realize that through, through genuine action. Um, because like when I'm stuck behind a, a computer all day, like coding Communivate, uh, it, it feels like I'm doing something, but I don't see the results. And I still haven't seen the results from Communivate. Like I know it has so much potential to be so much, but it depends on like the actual amount of people that join the application. But uh, kind of on the side when I'm not working on that or working with money on society or not working. Um, and I find some time to volunteer in the community. Like it, that's kind of like it, it, it's the most satisfying thing I could possibly think of doing um, kind of right now with, with the limited time I have, like I can't imagine doing anything better. And so um, that's kind of my core experience or at least my most uh, recent experience with community. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. 
dude that that's the good kush that's the shit man like that <laughs> that's a, like i just love the idea that because even though we were mentioning earlier like well you know when you're trying to develop community you want to know why you're developing community and even though you know you said like maybe i was going about it the wrong way i think you're still finding it i think you're still developing it because there's still that drive to just say like i want to be part of something bigger than myself and i want to be I want to be a piece of that. I want to help people and I want to help like cultivate this sense of we have each other's back. And I think you're finding that, especially through that experience that you just like listed. Cause even though it was like pretty small, it made a huge difference. And I, I doubt you're going to forget that experience anytime soon. And especially like with um, just continuing to keep doing those things. And especially when there are just small little changes, um, I think they can make a huge difference. Like previously in this season, I've talked to people and they're like, honestly, just saying hi to your neighbors can make a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. And where you're literally taking the extra step of saying like, I will do free labor for you just, <laughs> just to feel a sense of connection to my fellow human. Like that is, that is just fucking amazing. And I absolutely love that. And, uh, and it kind of makes me think that like reorienting the whole thing, um, you know, trying to say like, uh, like we, we need to go into developing community with like a why, um, I think you're right about that, but uh, there's also you can also just go in and try it and find that why along the way. And I, I'm curious if if you agree with that. Yeah, I think I think you can. I just think it's a little bit more work, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the thing is I tend to do things the hard way. Um, I tend to just jump into whatever I want to do. Like even with Communivate, like I I dropped out of engineering and I just was like I'm doing this app now. And I had I had twenty thousand dollars to my name, which I spent all in a year and a half, which is actually it lasted a really long time. But still, like <laughs> I, I I made myself destitute for this application, and uh, I was just like, this is what the world needs. I need to do this. So mm-hmm. I, I just I jump headfirst into things. I do things the hard way, but I I learn a lot in a short amount of time that way. So if there's other people out there that are like me, I, I to a certain degree, I do recommend that. Mm. That's, that's awesome. I mean, for one thing, like you had literally no coding experience whatsoever when you decided to start Communivate. Um, Shh, don't tell people that. <laughs> I think that's inspiring. I think that's fucking amazing. Because like, you know, if, if you had gone to school for, you know, coding and engineering and stuff, and then you decided to build this app, it'd be like, okay, cool. But the fact that you were just like, no, there's a need for this. And I can either sit around bitching about it, hoping that someone decides to fill that need, or I can just do it myself. And then you did it yourself. That's inspiring. I think that's really, really valuable. And I think that that is almost like, that's like the root of what we're trying to talk about in in terms of developing community. Um, it's really easy in, in our space where like we have like a lot of people who are, I mean, I guess like intellectuals or just like, they like to talk about a lot of these things, hence me having a podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's easy to just be like, well, we know we want this. We know we want this but not actually do it. And so I think that, that that's a big reason of why I wanted to have you on this show is because I wanted, I want to showcase the fact that you are doing it and that you actually went in and developed this app and, and are making it happen. So, I mean, I'll just commend you for that right off the bat. Thank you very much. I mean, honestly, like I cannot stand just sitting around and waiting for things to happen or like expecting that something will change. Like I just, I I cannot do that. I need to do it myself with my own hands and I need to do it like ASAP. Like I need to go fast and I need to do it as fast as I can. Like I, I spent like 14 hour, 16 hour days like on this app, when, especially at the near the beginning. Um, just cause like I, I needed it to be out. I needed it to exist. And, and like programming is not a fast process. Like not mm-hmm. if you're doing it right, which I yeah. was doing it right. I, I hope, 
No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I definitely was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's meticulous. Yeah, it's it's uh, ugh, there's just so much like boilerplate code that you've got to like copy and paste. I really dislike programming, but like mm-hmm. you know, I made it work. Like it's it's okay. Um, you know, it's it, there's some satisfaction that you get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's really it's a dull process a lot of the time, and like things you can spend like three days just working on a single update. And like, that's, I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like, it's a very slow process. So it's like a a direct conflict with, with me because like, I like fast things. Like I want to just like go out in the streets, like tear my shirt off me. Like, let's change the world. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I want to be like a fuck capitalism, but like, I can't, that's not going to work. Like that's, I really wish it would, would, because I would do that. I would literally do anything (laughs) to actually make change that that easily. Like, like I, I watch like a, a fair bit of anime and I just, I love watching the characters just like go out in the world and be like, ha I'm going to fight people and win and then change the world. And it's like, Seriously. I yeah. wish, I wish life it worked like that, but it doesn't. So yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that you kind of bring that up because uh, that was actually something uh, and I had, and forgive me because I hadn't really prepared you for this part of the conversation, but I wanted to bring it up because, um, one of the things that you and I have talked about before, uh, I know that there, there was this one point where you, uh, you know, we were kind of trying to brainstorm, like, how, how do we get people to uh, really start paying attention to these ideas and try to make, you know, you were really focused on, like, how do we make it go viral? And I remember one of the ideas you had was um, about the concept of a hero, right? And it was, right, this, yeah. it was this concept of, like, we need to make everyone a hero. We need to make everyone feel like a hero. And, uh, you know, it, I think you had got some decent traction on, like, the TikTok you made and everything. And, and we it kind of just fizzled out. But as I've like over the last few months or so, I've been really thinking a lot about like this idea of the hero. And I've been kind of under this impression that it's almost a myth, right? Like we've been fed this idea that there's going to be one person who can come through and, and change the world all on their own. And as I'm thinking about this in the context of how we want to develop community, I, I think of it as like, you know, maybe there is no such thing as a hero. Like we all just have to take up these responsibilities on our own, collaborate and work with each other. And then that's how change is going to happen. And I know you had no preparation for this question, but I kind of want to hear your initial reaction and thoughts to that idea and how that relates to the context of, you know, what you were going for, which is like, how do we make everyone a hero? Right. So like, to be clear, you're kind of saying that like, we don't need heroes. We just need people to kind of build community and work together. Is that kind of what you're Essentially, yeah, because if I can clarify more, like, I, I guess I'm coming to this idea that like, the the idea of a hero is a complete myth, like there, there is no such thing as one person who's going to be responsible for changing the entire world, it's always going to require multiple people. That's, that's definitely true. And I think that maybe um, you might be kind of mixing up the, the definition of what a hero is or heroics versus mm-hmm. the idea of a figurehead. Because like you can have like, I guess this is kind of a complicated topic. And I do remember some of my research from this for sure. Um, so if you have like, think about like Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of people consider him a hero, like a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously he was not alone uh, mm-hmm. in his efforts. Like he had a lot of help from a lot of people. He had a lot of community helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh I mean, I don't, I don't know the details of how many people helped him, but I do know that he was not alone in, in his mm-hmm. endeavors. And, uh, like, uh, I would consider Martin Luther King Jr. as, as a, as a figurehead. Uh, he, he, he was great, wrote great speeches, um, was very good at engaging 
uh, people. And so to a certain degree, like those people do exist. Um, but I, I don't know if I consider a hero um, or Martin Luther King Jr. as a hero. I don't know if I consider really anyone as a hero, though I think that people can incorporate heroics into their life. Because um, I think like heroism itself uh, is is something that can be applied to lots of people. Mm. And in that way, it makes people heroes by way of being heroic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, you can't look at it as this place, like you can't look at heroes um, from the eye of like, there's this individual person doing all this work to do all this stuff and achieve all these things like that. The world doesn't really work like that. Um, so you'll never see like a, a textbook, like hero per se. Um, but I do think that there are lots of opportunities for people to display heroics um, in, in the actions that they take. And mm. I mean, if you see someone like save someone from like a uh, falling on a subway tr- track or something like that, um, like that person in that moment, they're a hero because they're, they're taking heroic action um, to, uh, to save that person's life. And uh, I think that, like while you can't have like the, you shouldn't be thinking of the dichotomy of there being like individual heroes. Um, you should be able to still uh, assume that people can exhibit heroics and therefore um, be heroes at any given point. Hell yeah. I, I appreciate that distinction. Cause I think that that is where my mind was going off. Cause I'm, I'm thinking of like uh, all of these movies and TV shows. And I would say propaganda that's essentially saying like, if you want to see the world change, you got to wait around for the one hero, the chosen one like that. That's the kind of like mindset that I'm just like, fuck that. That's not how that's not how things are going to change. But I really like the distinction that you made where it's all it's not necessarily about waiting for that chosen one or like trying to be that chosen one. It's about displaying heroism. It's about understanding the qualities that we like determines that make someone heroic and making sure that all of us can display those to make a world that we find better. Is, is that, is that kind of what I'm? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to be proven wrong. I wish there was like a, a single individual hero that could change the world. And, and if, it, if, if, if there was, it would be me. Like I would try and yeah. I would try and be that, but uh, <laughs> I, I have tried to be that and it doesn't really work. So mm-hmm. um, it, it really does. Like it requires community, like it, mm. something that always comes up again like whenever I'm trying to try this new thing uh, that'll that'll change the world supposedly or like do this new thing that'll help a lot of people, it always comes down to like when I have issues, it always comes down to, huh, I'm doing this on my own and like I don't have any money. So I can't like if you if you have those like two issues, like if you lack a lot of money um, of which I guess you can buy help and then if you otherwise uh, are kind of working on your own, um, you don't have people to rely on. Like you need to have people to rely on. It all comes down to people. Like there's the the most powerful thing on this planet is is strength in numbers through collaboration, um, mm-hmm. community. Essentially, like community is the most powerful thing on on this planet in uh, in, in the context of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't you can't do anything without the power of community uh, mm-hmm. because like the idea of the individual it's just a it's kind of a, a flawed mentality. Uh, in my opinion, like you can't really do anything on your own. Everything that you do in life requires other people to some extent or degree. Like, 
like even if you like are an independent researcher and you discover something like where did you get that equipment from did you Mm -hmm. make it yourself did someone else make it well there you go someone else made that equipment for you someone else like uh, maybe you um are writing like a research paper and like uh you have to cite people like it's not an original research paper right like you you're citing lots of different other people's research because mm-hmm. like the, in the academic world, like everything is collaborative, like everything requires the work of others, um, especially in this modern age where um, there is just so much information out there. Um, if you're not citing works then you're probably doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just everything requires community to some, to some extent, uh, every achievement, especially. Mm, yeah, I'm really glad you pointed that out because th- th- I think that's where I was trying to get at is like I just, you know, in, in America and I- I'm assuming in Canada as well, like we just so are so hyper individualized. That obviously comes from um, our capitalist culture, which really tries to atomize all of us. And despite that, there is constant community within all of it. And we are constantly reliant upon each other. And it seems that um, people have forgotten that so much or we've just tried to augment the individual perspective so much that we can just actually try to say like, Oh, community doesn't matter. You don't need community. Um, and I totally agree that like, you really can't do anything on your own. I was watching this show. It was like a homestead rescue or something like that. And, you know, it's just all these people who are trying to be like, I want to be independent. So they wanted to go in homestead and just be in a place like all on their own, really isolated, cut off from everyone. And then they're having trouble with it. That's the entire premise of the show. So somebody, these, uh, People who have been homesteading their whole lives come out and help them. But there was one episode where they were even like, um, oh, like the it was a husband and wife and the wife wasn't really invested in it. And they were like, look, you can't do this on your own. You need at least two people to homestead. And it was that kind of like clicked something for me. I was like, why are we even trying to be alone? Like, why are we trying to be alone as humans? Because like we absolutely fundamentally need community. It's what got us to evolve to this point in the first place um and uh and to kind of try and segue a little bit one of the things that i'm trying to refocus for a lot of people especially here in the u.s is just like like to try and stop thinking in this individualistic mindset and try to understand like look where we are actually a community like i try to point out to people a lot that um our business environment even though it is set up to like compete with each other even inside the business like you're competing with your coworkers, um you still fully rely on them as a community i think it's very similar to a community i'm curious uh if, if you've um if you've seen a similar uh like if if you feel like Canada is really any different or if it's mostly the same, like what is the same, what is different? Um, and what are some of the ways that we are, uh, you know, entrenched in community, whether we know it or not? So that's a bit of a, a tough one. Like I haven't lived in the States. Like I, I live in Vancouver, BC, Canada, um, mm-hmm. and I've lived in, in Canada my whole life. Um, so it is hard to say. And like, there's lots of different microclimates, um, uh, some, I don't know if I can exactly also speak to where micro communities really foster or, or where they're fostered or where they grow. Um, I only have negative things to say about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, um, so sure. <laughs> I, I think that uh, maybe some of the differences, um, and I mean, don't take any of this as fact. This is just from my perspective, um, mm-hmm. is I think that there's maybe a bit more open division in the U.S., um, mm. that kind of, uh, makes it a little bit harder to build community in some ways. Cause like you have like fringe groups and lots of fringe ideologies that are like very commonplace, very, uh, in the media, very, uh, visible. Um, 
And uh, I mean, not to say that these things aren't like getting worse in Canada as well. Like this very well exists in Canada. It's just uh, in the States, it's very, it's very in your face, uh, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, at least from my perspective. Um, And I mean, you even see like uh, stories of people like knocking on people's doors and just getting shot right at the door. And it's like, oh, that's illegal in some states. And it's like, wow, (laughs) I I don't know if I'd want to build community in in a state that it allows people to shoot people through their front door. <laughs> like that just sounds like the scariest thing ever. It's like hardcore community building, um, <laughs> community building modern warfare version. Um, uh, but like, I mean, all that said, like you do hear stories of people, uh, for lack of a better term, like living on the other side of the tracks, um, kind of building resilient community through shared hardships, which I think are, are is more probably more common in the States as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you got like uh, lots of examples of extreme poverty. Um, but it, it, I think that uh, this poverty is, is somewhat of a catalyst for community um, mm-hmm. and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not really sure. Uh, because I guess like you have the fact that people are in such poverty to begin with, but this poverty does create community in certain ways. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, but otherwise, I think like uh, maybe some similarities, uh, like you were talking about earlier, actually, is like there's a culture of individuality and familial independence among a majority or maybe a strong minority of, of people in both countries. And like I, I say that, but I mean mostly like white people like us. Like we're yeah. like there is like white culture. Like the reason there's such a lack of white culture is because we don't really put value in our families as much as mm-hmm. a lot of other cultures do. That's, that's my, that's not fact again, but that's just what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this is like, especially like reflected in, in urban areas. Um, I, I think uh, it, maybe it's just like the feeling of kind of living in a, in a box in an apartment that just feels like a box where you like kind of rest your body until work the next day. You know, it's, it's not somewhere you can really call home. It's more just like a, a little compartment for you to uh, kind of rest and then start again. Like if you're in an urban area, you're there to work essentially. Right. Like if you're in a, in a, in a rural area though, like it's not necessary. Like maybe you're, maybe you have a few days off in the week or maybe you're a private contractor. You just take your time, you know, like this, there's a different mentality in, in urban areas and in uh, rural areas. And I think that is uh, kind of similar across uh, across the continent here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, another thing that I want to say too, is that like uh, for as far as the culture of individuality, um, this is something that I'm partially still guilty of holding on to. Like it's uh, it's, it's hard to break away from that mentality. Um, and I think it's just, it largely comes back to people not understanding the importance of community um, mm-hmm. and like community through family, through friends. Um, and, and I think uh, people who do have that have an advantage when it comes to community building. So we're kind of uh, left behind and it makes it a little bit harder for us maybe. And uh, maybe a little bit, uh, I don't know, it's just uh, more effort to try and build that community. But like for people who have that uh, familial com- connection and who um, kind of just are more connected with um, their family, their neighbors, their friends, then I think that it's it's possibly a lot easier to kind of build community. And I, I'd be interested in hearing um, kind of more from that perspective or people uh, who have that kind of lifestyle who live more um, kind of with their families and seeing like what exactly community means to them. Because like, I feel like uh, I don't have the best idea of what community is just because I haven't like grown up in it. Like I haven't like lived it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people that have lived community 
uh, would have maybe more input to kind of like uh, share. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a really good point. And, uh, you know, as I've, it's kind of interesting that you, that you bring that up because as I've been talking to people throughout this season about like um, just kind of what it is to experience community and, you know, kind of the, those people that you're talking about, especially um, people of color or just people from different cultures other than a fucking white, you know, like a white uh, individual. White breads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they almost don't even think of it as like, oh, well, I'm, I'm in this. They don't even think of it as community. They just think of it as life. Like it is just mm-hmm. normal for them. And, um, and I, I, I get, I find myself getting so jealous because I, I, I think I come to the same conclusion as you where it's like, I almost have to work a different way. I have to, I have to, it's like an uphill battle for me to build community. And part of it is, um, is kind of this, it's, you know, in one conversation I had, uh, there was a phrase they use that was like satiated by capitalism, where it was just this concept of like, oh, because I can just work a remote job and, you know, or not even remote, just a, a job that uh, can you know, give me enough to pay for my groceries and pay for like a one bedroom apartment or something. Um, it sort of makes it so that I don't have to depend on anybody uh, or so we think. Right. And so then um, it just sort of like satiates us in this individualism where, and then what I'm kind of wondering is what you were talking about where maybe the shared struggles or like maybe even like shared poverty is what has to be a catalyst for um, creating that cohesion is what like, Oh, allows people or even forces people to say like we have to work together um in order to survive in order to exist and so i'm kind of curious if we you know kind of dive further into that do you almost feel like that that shared struggle is almost more important than a shared goal or they end up being the same thing Ooh, shared struggle being more important than a shared goal Probably. Yeah. I think if you have a shared struggle, like, yeah, I think uh, if you don't say that having a shared struggle is more important than having a shared goal, then you're putting the, uh, the chicken before the egg, you know, it's, uh, if you have that baseline of struggle and understanding that, then you have this baseline of understanding people like, and people Mm -hmm. around you who shared that struggle. But if you have a similar goal, you could be coming like you could be trying to achieve that goal through um, kind of a different mind space. Like you could be maybe like I think actually like I've had lots of experiences where people um, are working on similar projects to what I'm doing with Communivate or similar projects to kind of what I've experienced uh, through MOSO, like Millennial Society. And uh, I've uh, I-, I found these people just tend to be very ind- individual and uh, independent and try not to really get that much help or maybe they try and they expect help from people, but don't, don't want to offer help. And like, there's no, like, I think people just lack this awareness of like the importance of community and having that shared struggle gives people that baseline to, to, to do so. Mm. Um, so I think that overall, like most of the time, I think you shared struggle is probably more important than having a shared goal because if you have a shared struggle, then most of the time you're probably going to arrive at that shared goal anyways. Yeah. Because that shared goal is probably to alleviate the struggle for everybody, right? Well, yeah, um, that, that would make sense to me. Yeah, it's interesting because as as I'm kind of as we're talking about this, I actually just thought about this lyric um, uh, from a Mount Joy song that was just like, "The pain is what makes us equal," and 
and it and it just kind of framed like what you were literally just saying where it's like you come from a shared mindset right because if you're if you have those common dreads then it's easier to say like this is a problem we all have this is what it's going to take to i guess achieve our our shared goal now right Mm -hmm. it's interesting but uh, so I like that kind of just was riffing there for a little bit. And I appreciate you following <laughs> along there because uh, neither of us were really prepared for that. <laughs> but uh, I think th- that's kind of the thing that um, we're having to do. And I think that that's what um, a lot of from my um, perspective, that's what a lot of like you're trying to um, facilitate with Communivate, right, is to get people together who kind of have this like this awareness of like, hey, what's missing is community and what's missing is people who are willing to take the action to develop community. And, um, and I'm just really excited to kind of see where it goes. And that kind of brings me to my next question, which is um, what, what are kind of the next steps for Communivate? Where, where are you looking to, what are you looking at next and uh, where are you trying to uh, go with it? That is a good question. Um, so there's a few different routes I've, I've been taking. Um, so like when I mentioned uh, earlier about the putting up flyers in the neighborhood and, uh, and everything like that, I actually created a feature um, called uh, Action Posts in Communivate to kind of mirror uh, my desire to build community and uh, like how I wanted to kind of just like use Communivate. And so the way that action posts work are you are assigned um, action stickers, like you can order action stickers from points that you earn uh, through in-app contributions. And like, so these are essentially just free stickers that that I'll mail to you personally uh, until I get someone to do that for me. But uh, (laughs) so uh, these stickers have a uh, specific code and uh, you enter this code when you're making a post on Communivate. And the whole purpose of these action stickers are to basically tell the world like, hey, I've done something. I've made a difference uh, in the world by doing this thing. And you take a before and an after picture um, of what you've done. Like it's not really necessary that you do that, but uh, basically the, the idea and the principle behind it is that you go out into the community and you just find someone to help. Uh, you post it to the application and then you gain even more in-app uh, points from it. And you can use those points for, for other things in the application as well. So that's that was my kind of last major update that I pushed through Communivate. And I really wanted to kind of capitalize on that um, to increase exposure that Communivate has by, pardon me, um, by uh, putting the kind of posts uh, on social media platforms, which I know I'm so against, but it's it's one of the only tools I have to actually reach people. Um, mm-hmm. So I do use it um, somewhat unwillingly. Uh, so I'll, I'll make like posts and things like that to kind of show people like, Hey, like this is what we're doing. And I mean, you also have the posts in app as well, but the, as you know, the community community isn't, isn't so big. Uh, it's still only around like a uh, hundred people or so. Um, but the, uh, yeah, essentially I just wanted to kind of create this tool that allowed me to, uh, increase media exposure for Communivate while also doing good things and actually doing real tangible things. Uh, and then, slapping the Communivate logo on it, you know, and just saying like, hey, like this is what I did with Communivate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my biggest goal right now is really just to use Communivate, to put it to use, to show people like how it can be used. And hopefully when people, enough people see that demonstrated, uh, people will be interested in using the application in the same, in the way that I intended it to be used. Uh, so that's kind of 
what I've been focusing on right now, like there are kind of more tedious things that I want to focus on in the future as well that I need more funds for like marketing and uh, just uh, app improvements as well. Like everything is, is fairly functional, but it's more of a, an issue of UI, UX, uh, just kind of improving the the, visi- the visibility of everything, uh, making it so that people enjoy using the application a bit more, uh, keep people engaged to the point where they're not just opening the app and being like, oh, okay, this is it. And then leaving, you know, (laughs) those kinds of things. Like, um, so I'm really just trying to get communicate into the public eye and get people using it. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah. I love that. And you know what? I did get uh, a bunch of those stickers actually. And, um, as, uh, as a means of accountability, I will make sure that by the time I release this episode, uh, I will have used my goddamn stickers and I will put it in the <laughs> intro and the outro, um, to just kind of, to show my support. Cause I've been really excited to use those and kind of draw people that way. Cause I think, um, uh, as we were kind of talking about earlier, maybe, maybe a lot of people aren't like they know that something needs to change, but maybe they don't realize that community is the answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that by just seeing like good deeds being done by people that are using an app called Communivate, I think it can kind of put some pieces together and kind of spark some ideas where they're like, oh, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need people who are just motivated to make that change. And this kind of uh, framework is going to be what makes it happen. Um, which is why I'm just really excited about all the work you've done. And I'm really excited to be more involved and in, in helping out with these initiatives and everything like that. So I just, uh, I want to make sure I'm held accountable there and I'll, I'll make sure to get the, get that done. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Perfect. I'm excited to see what you do. Yeah. I know I've been keeping it a bit of a secret, but uh, I'll make sure to post an update when I release this episode. So sweet. Perfect. Well, uh, we're coming to a close to the end of this episode or to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Michael, for uh, coming on to this episode. This will actually be the season finale of uh, season two of Kindness Rebellion. Um, I felt like it was a perfect way to cap off this season, which has been primarily focused on community. Um, and I think that Communivate is the perfect way to give people sort of an outlet for action, for actually beginning to say, like, you know what? Yes, I want to build community. I want to be more involved. How do I do it? Well, here's a place that you can go. So where do people go in order to access Communivate? All right. Um, I guess the best way to kind of find everything that I have to offer is through the Communivate website. Um, to preface, Communivate is a mobile-only application, so you can get it for Android or iOS. Uh, the website is, is you can just find it on your web browser, and it's Communivate.com. Communivate is spelled C-O-M-M-U-N-2-I-S-V-A-T-E. And uh, yeah, it's just... The hard part is remembering the two eyes, but even if you misspell it, it should come up on uh, on most web browsers. So you're good there. You know, it was hard for me to remember the two eyes at first, and then I realized from your logo that it's two people. And, yes, and, yeah, and exactly. Now I, will, <laughs> now I will never forget how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, and no, that's actually I built and I like created the name after I created the logo part partially. Like I was like, huh, I'll just do this with one eye, and then I was like, huh. What if I put two eyes and it made them people <laughs> shaking hands? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's better. It's <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's harder to spell and harder to remember, but I just, I liked the logo and that's just kind of what I went with. So, yeah, you know. I love it. It's awesome. Well, sweet. Thank you so much, man. And, uh, and for those of our, all of our listeners, uh, check out the app, download it, uh, interact and engage with it. And uh, let's change the fucking world. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you so man. much, Nathan. 
Thank you so much, my friends, for listening to this episode of The Kindness Rebellion with Michael Plischke, the creator of Communivate. Uh, as promised, I needed to hold myself accountable uh, to the promise that I made when I recorded this episode to uh, post my direct action and to share what I did here. So as you can see from the pictures that uh, will be shared over this video, I decided to do something really small where I... Um, went and got a bench that I could put next to a bus stop. Uh, the reason for this is because I had seen a kid who was uh, sitting on the ground next to this bus stop uh, multiple times. And every time I was like, why don't they have benches at every bus stop? Uh, and as you may have guessed, it's because of funding and because you know our system doesn't really care about public transit all that much. Um, let alone the comfort of those using public transit. So I decided to take a small action and uh, go and purchase one of these uh, benches from Lowe's, which is really easy to assemble, um, and just set it up right there. And you know what? An interesting thing about this is that I almost felt like I was doing something wrong. Like we have this thing in our, our culture where this uh, this type of direct action in our communities, even if it's something small, can really feel like we're doing something wrong. Like we need to go get permission in order to do it. Um, but it was, I think it was really good for me to just feel like, fuck it, I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyways. And I'm gonna keep doing it. Honestly, I, uh, I have another bench that I purchased as well that I'm gonna be uh, putting at another bus stop because just in my hometown of Springville alone, I noticed there were four um, bus stops that did not have any sort of bench or way for people to sit comfortably um, while they're waiting for the bus and I'd love to do whatever I can to promote public transit you know the first episode of this season was with Logan Millsap about car culture and how um, how it's destroying our communities and so this type of tiny action is uh, is really important to me to uh, to help pre preserve um, what we do have with public transit and to maybe help promote some people to use it a little bit more often um i do want to point out that like you know even michael said in in this episode there are some acts of kindness and community that he's been doing that feel really small at first but can make big waves and the more we normalize these types of action um to help our communities the more it's going to be normal for us to take bigger actions to help our community and we're planting those seeds to grow really strong roots within our communities um, to help each other out and show up for each other when we truly need it which is what i really hope you are taking away from this season and from the kindness rebellion and communivate in general you know this this there's a reason that i've identified community as such an important piece of making the change that we need in this world is because we are all we have and the more we reconnect with each other and understand how our cultural systems specifically capitalism seek to separate us and make us compete against each other that gives us a very clear path forward on how we can change and fix the issues that we are that we are coming across and the more we have resilient communities the more we'll be able to handle anything and we can change the world. I really do believe that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Kindness Rebellion. Please do whatever you can to embody understanding love and kindness in your life and to use the Communivate app to make change in waves in your own communities because this is what we need to do. It, I've mentioned it multiple times on this season. I'm tired of just talking about things. It's time to take action. And I hope that we can hold ourselves and each other accountable to making that action and making those changes. In fact, um, I will be sure to continue doing these uh, these uh, guerrilla actions.
acts of communal community service um, and posting it on Communivate. So make sure to uh, download the app and hop on there and uh, see what we're up to. Thanks again.